Welcome to the Threads Podcast, where you'll hear true stories of all kinds submitted by your community. We encourage people from all walks of life to submit their stories on threadsstl.com. As a child, I don't think that anyone was aware of just how cinematic my imagination that I would merge with reality really was. My mind was the stage and I was the director. The problem was that not everyone stuck to the script. I was nine years old when my best friend's cousin became one of my earliest obsessions. He lived right next door to her, so I conveniently saw him almost every day that I visited. I remember he had a mole, or maybe it was a birthmark under one of his eyes, typical 10-year-old buck teeth, and shaggy brown hair. What a stud, I would think to myself. But he, like many other boys in those days, paid no attention to me. I would write him full-length love letters with pictures of him and I romantically involved. To this day, I have no idea where my knowledge of such things came from. Oh, I know. It was probably those hardback books I found under my sister's mattress with full-page color photos of couples that were, well, educating their readers. Anyhow, I had to be his girlfriend one way or another, even if I had no idea what that entailed. I guess, thinking back, I've always loved a challenge, and this would be my first of many. Every day I would visit, I would enthusiastically think of a game we could play that somehow required him to be involved. Climb a tree? Well, his house had the tallest trees. Play war with mud balls? That would work much better in teams and, of course, boys against girls. I was relentless. One of those sticky summer days as our popsicle-soaked shirts dried in the sun, my friend and I laid flat on our backs in her front yard listening to the sounds of the wind blowing through the sycamore leaves. I remember her house was like a summer camp for me. Her father had built a teepee around an old tree in the backyard and there was this rope tied around a branch that had a few knots and a loop at the end. He had built an elevated platform around the tree, and one at a time we'd climb up there to wait for the rope to be passed to us. We could either stick our foot in the loop, stand on a knot carefully, or we could grab a thick branch and stick it through that loop for standing or for the less brave, sitting. Whatever we chose, we would then go flying down the hill and descend into the sky. Like boomerangs, we'd take off and come back forcefully. As I laid there in peaceful meditation, I steered every cloud into the other with my mind until they became one, swimming off in love. I wondered what he was doing, if I would see him come home or leave his house. I imagined him in his window looking out at me in love. I hoped he could see me from wherever he was. And then it happened. His beautiful face appeared right above mine, perfectly framed but what now looked like little heart-shaped clouds. He seemed to be annoyed by our girlish daydreaming and asked, What the hell are you guys doing? 
He was such a rebel. I played it cool as if he had not just made my whole entire day. Nothing, I said with a shrug, and my eyes quickly turning away from him and then back to him again. He waited a few seconds and then looked around sneakily. I was suspicious, but then completely dropped that thought when he said he wanted to ask me something. Me? I was completely in shock. And then an explosion of emotions began popping and snapping inside of me. After a few seconds, I stood up, looked back at my best friend, as if to say, Farewell, my friend. My childish times as a girl have come to an end. I will be leaving with the prince now, never to return again. We walked around that yard as if it were our personal secret garden. I could only see and hear him. Then he said the words I had been waiting to hear. Will you go out with me? Yes, I rejoiced as he suddenly walked away. He walked into the sunset, or to his house ten feet away, and now I was going out with Johnny. This was a huge milestone for us, as this meant that he had finally come to his senses and realized that his future had been standing in front of him this whole time. I told every little girl that wondered what having a boyfriend was like that now I had one. I would be their mentor, I thought. Of course, Johnny and I saw nothing of each other throughout this going out period, but I basked in my glory with the title that I carried as Johnny's girlfriend for those four magical days. That is, until the day he ripped my heart out, tied it to the back of his dirt bike, and dragged it down Carlisle Street. You could hear the jump rope slapping the pavement with every flip of our wrist. Sweat happily dripping from our foreheads. Laughter and snorts echoed in the atmosphere as we twisted and clutched onto our stomachs in delightful agony. We were girls in every sense of the word, and we were on top of the world. Then I heard the whir of his tires approaching. I lit up from inside and smiled, waiting for him to speak to me first. To my surprise, that's just what he did. He then sped up to his best friend, excitingly yelling to him, Dude, give me my ten dollars. I stood there processing what I had just heard. Hey, let's break up, okay? I didn't even get the chance to answer him as he rolled by. And if I had been given the chance, I would have said, No, no, let's not break up. I listened to this muffled yet distinct conversation he was having with his friend who, by the way, resembled a weasel with a mullet and a premature mustache. His friend was refusing to pay him because Johnny had not completed the mission. That unthinkable mission was to last a week being my boyfriend. He had failed. The tugging sensation in my chest was new to me. I felt my heart shriveling inside of me, hardening. Questions raced through my mind like, what's wrong with me? Am I ugly? Why doesn't he like me? Why would he lie to me? Am I really that horrible that he had to be dared to ask me out? 
For money? It had all been planned. It was a hoax. I stood there stunned. It happened so fast that I didn't even realize I'd been hit. As he rolled away with the weasel, my smile melted away and my head dropped. I was humiliated. The questions repeated themselves in my mind as I took the scary street home that day. The one we avoided that was canopied by dry, lifeless trees that held each other up by their entanglement of death. It was only appropriate. As the days passed by, I couldn't find any good answers to my questions. My head slowly started to rise again, and I decided it was his loss and never spoke to him again. Yes, pride was a new badge of honor that I clearly wore on my sleeve now. I would see Johnny for many years after that, but I never forgot what he had done to me and that obsession had fizzled out completely. He was a typical teen that, in my mind, would flirt with me by mocking and teasing me. But I gave him no satisfaction of a reaction. Not so deep down inside of me, I really wanted to get back at him. My day of revenge arrived four years later as I was stepping off my school bus steps. One of Johnny's neighborhood friends was there to pick up his little sister. He was tall, muscular, naturally tan, dark hair and eyes, and had a strong jawline. Ah, those jawlines. I hadn't noticed him before, and I was doing my best to pretend to not notice him now when I heard him whisper to his little sister, Is that Carol? I kept walking as if I hadn't just heard what I had heard. I was overwhelmed with victorious delight because I was certain that word of this reaction would quickly go back to Johnny's neighborhood and crush him. I imagined Johnny holding his head in both hands and then suddenly throwing his fists in the air, cursing the day he lost me. And with that, the curtains closed on the drama. I had single-handedly produced and directed, and my audience rose for a standing ovation. Needless to say, this was the first of many more to come. Today's story was written by yours truly, Carolata. Threads is produced, directed, and edited by Carolata. Music for this episode was composed by TGR Banks. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe to Threads if you haven't already. I'm Carolata. We'll see you next time.